You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I have interviewed a friend and also a female and also a psychotherapist. What a perfect person to have as an interview for today's topic, where we're talking about the female's perspective on getting married. Why did I do this episode? Well, I talk a lot about, of course, how to talk to girls, because that's what this podcast is, and how to find a great woman and how to have an active dating life. And then I also talk about relationships, but I don't always touch upon marriage. I've done a few episodes on the concept. I've even done an episode in the past few months about divorce, but I haven't really talked about marriage. So I have someone today, Diana Mandel, to help us give the female perspective, but also she's a psychotherapist and she's a dating coach for men and women. So she is going to be really great at explaining and helping us understand why women want to get married and why some women don't want to get married. And she is married. And it's interesting, you're going to hear this in the interviews, that she actually didn't think about getting married, didn't want to get married. Most women do think about that. If you find a woman that you are friends with, you can ask them. Most are interested in marriage and are for a long time. But Diana wasn't until she ended up getting married. So it took her a long time to actually get interested in marriage until she found the guy that she was actually interested in, which I thought was very interesting. So we're going to be diving into that and talking about what marriage really means to a woman. And I think you need to know this stuff because if you're interested in getting married, then this might be helpful and good information for you. Either way, I just want to be very clear here. This podcast is neither pro-marriage or against marriage. I'm not really telling you, hey, you got to get married. It's up to you. Some guys want to, some guys don't, some guys have to. Whatever your situation is, it's up to you. But at least you can get a nice perspective on how a female in America thinks about it. So we're going to be diving into that. Now, if you're someone who's looking for marriage and you want someone to settle down with and you want a great wife and not just anyone so you can prevent her cheating on you or prevent getting a divorce or prevent a really nasty relationship. Of course, it's never guaranteed, but to the best of your abilities, find someone who you know is going to be the best fit for you. All you have to do is sign up for one-on-one coaching with me. Going to coachedbytrip.com is the URL to go to to fill out an application for us to work together and find that special girl for you. So if you're looking for a woman to settle down with, but you don't want to settle with just anybody, then let me help you. Let me guide you. Let me get you to the point where you know exactly what to say to women to get them interested, to have that active dating life, and then to sift through and find the best quality woman for you. So I teach you everything to get to that point. Go to coachedbytrip.com today and apply for coaching. And if I see your application is a good fit, we're going to get on the phone and we're going to discuss how coaching works and get you all signed up. So check it out, coachedbytrip.com. Also, I see here that people have been leaving iTunes reviews, and I really appreciate that. So thank you to the people who have been doing that. Uh, Someone a few days ago said, great podcast, definitely has a lot of golden nuggets to boost confidence, be playful and having fun while approaching women. Great job, Trip. five stars. I also got an interesting one from uh, this person, I guess is a female, because the subject line is, 
I'm a girl and I don't like how this podcast is. I don't think they're from America because it says, I may be a girl, but this is disgusting. I think she meant disgusting. This is disgusting. I rather listen to people talk about nothing but smiling or something. I would give this a zero star, but I can't. So one star then. Well, I guess she wasn't a big fan. Okay. Either way, whether you think it's a one star or a five star, please leave me a review. I like to read the reviews. I like to know what you think about it. And of course, more five star reviews do get the podcast out to more people and help more guys. So it doesn't just help me, helps your fellow man. Why don't we now get into the interview with Diana? She's got some great stuff to say about marriage. Here it is. Diana, it's so great to have you back for a third time on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I think that, I mean, there are very few people who I interview even more than once, and I can only imagine even more than twice. So you are in a very special club. And uh, as you can tell, because I'm having you back, I do appreciate your opinion. And I think that you have really interesting and great things to say on so many topics and dating relationships and, and now marriage. So it's great to have you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why I wanted you to talk about this topic on this episode was because first, you're female. So you're going to be able to give your female opinion. But second, because you do work in the dating and relationship space. And I just don't believe that people who aren't in this space are really able or good at being able to describe what's going on in terms of how men and women are thinking. Because of course, they don't think about that and they're not studying that stuff like we are. So it's kind of like a double whammy here with you being able to give some good information. And I haven't really talked too much about marriage in depth on the podcast. So I wanted to kind of go into that today. So let's just start off with this. First of all, you are married, right? Yes. You've been married for what, two years now? Almost. In June, it'll be two years. Okay. I was very close there. And I'm curious about this. Now, you work with both men and women, correct? Yes. Out of all of your... Let's just go total. Out of all the men and women you work with, do they all want to get married? Some do and some don't. I find in the last few years, it's shifted a little bit where sometimes people are more about being in some sort of monogamous type of relationship, but it doesn't necessarily need to be so much about the label, especially some of my clients who have been once or twice divorced, I think even feel less so the need to do that. So I think it really depends. I think there's still a lot of traditional people and people who want to get married and that's the ultimate goal. But there, I'm, I'm seeing some shift a little bit more so than I ever have in that not necessarily being such a divine thing and having it be much more about the quality of the person and finding someone who's really great for them. So you think maybe compared to years ago, it was more about getting married. And today you think maybe it's a little bit more about, well, yes, I want to get married, but I'm not just going to marry anyone. I want to find someone who's a right fit. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think a lot of things are different in the sense of you know women who are working more. I feel like some people want to have kids, some people don't. I think even you know, 15, 20 years ago, even maybe a little bit less, if you didn't you know, date and get engaged and get married and have you know, 2.5 kids and have the picket fence and you know, have the kind of traditional quote unquote, you know, like I made it type of you know, situation, anything different than that, it's like, well, what happened to you? What's wrong with you? Why is this your choice? 
now I feel like we're a lot more open from really every angle, which is really nice from, you know, sexuality to the dynamics of our relationships to having children versus not, you know, things are really changing. So I think it gives people almost like the invitation to not necessarily do it in sort of traditional way, which isn't always what's best for everyone. Right. I agree. And I also, I don't think that anyone should get married. It should just be a thing that you want to do if you want to do it, you know? Exactly. Okay. Let's talk about women now. So Mm -hmm. you're the people who you surround yourself with, friends, family, clients, all these women, how percentage, how many of them want to get married? I mean, most of them are married. I would say probably of my, you know, decently close group of girlfriends, I would say probably 90 to 95% are married, though I am almost 35. So it'd be different. We'd have a different conversation if I was 25. And now so more of the communication, like the conversation is about, you know, balancing the relationship of husband, possibly working if my friends are, possibly having children. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like on to the next, you know, type of thing. I was actually one of the latest people in my friend group to get married. But are there any women out there that you know that are like, nope, not for me, like not interested. Doesn't matter if I find the right person. I'm just curious. I mean, I know this is not like really hardcore statistic data here, but I'm just like, I'm just curious that that's, that that exists in your world. One friend of mine is kind of impartial about it to some degree. Um, Every one of my other friends wanted to, though, a girlfriend of mine, she is married. Um, she's married about three years or so. She didn't necessarily want to. And it was funny, on her first date with her now husband, who we went to high school with, he said, you know, like, you know we're going to get married. And she's like, I'm not getting married. And he's like, okay, I'll change your mind. Don't worry about that. And she's like, I'm not getting married. He's like, okay. You know, like they're just going back and forth and they're married now. So I think it sort of also depends on the person more so than the decision. You know, I myself actually wasn't necessarily sort of thrilled with the idea of getting married and which is kind of funny since I know what I do. Why is that? Yeah. So I definitely am like a hopeless romantic and I sell love and I believe in it more than most. But I think for me, I wanted to be monogamous with one person, but I didn't necessarily know that I could love someone enough to want to be with them, you know, long term. I didn't know if... If I don't know, I think in some ways it can kind of feel like something I should do. I think sometimes it feels like it's more of almost like a business slash like legal thing, you know, where it sort of makes more sense too. I did want to have children. And so I think, you know, that to me felt like that's why I want to have a marriage. But is that really a reason to have a marriage? Because it just kind of feels like the right thing to do if I'm going to have kids or the responsible thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of back and forth on my side. And when I met my husband, obviously, you know, it took some time. It wasn't right away necessarily, but I kind of loosened up on that a bit. And to me, it was about him where it's like, oh, I could do this with you forever. You know what I mean? Like you are my best friend. I could see myself doing that. And on my wedding day, I was the calmest I've probably ever been to the point where, you know, the people who work there, the bridal attendant, my friends, I mean, really everyone who sort of was a touch point that day and I didn't even sort of realize that would be the case, said that to me. You know, like I've never seen anyone more calm. You know, it's just sort of like, it's almost like shocking. But it was just, and it's not always in character of me, but 
I, it was like, it was the right decision. You know what I mean? I had nothing to worry about. It really was just the right thing. And I was excited. So I think it's more so to me, to kind of land the plane on this, it's more about, in my opinion, someone possibly changing your mind. You know, it's very easy to say one thing, but then when you meet someone, your entire perspective and idea on things could possibly change. So what exactly changed for you? Like what was some of the more specific points? Like, Because at one point you said you didn't care or to get married or you didn't and your mind was changed or you're just like, ah, whatever happens, happens. It was more, you know, I would say negative than positive. I just felt like it was something that I was expected to, which I don't like. You know, I'm not really sort of big into authority, which is probably why I have my own business. I don't really love being told what to do. So I think the fact that it was expected of me and kind of like, well, what's wrong with you? If I didn't, I kind of like to go against the grain. Usually when people tell me go right, I'll go left. So, and not even like an obnoxious way and more of like an exploratory type of way. So I think for me, it was, you know, just not having seen the evidence, let's say, of being with anyone wanting to truly spend every single day with someone. And forever is a long time, hopefully for everyone. And so the idea of being with someone forever, it just felt, which is sort of like masculine in a way, but I felt like I would just be very trapped. I felt like, you know, I couldn't get out of it. What if, you know, it's a lot of what ifs, you know, like what if someone goes crazy or, you know, what if, not even necessarily from a cheating perspective, but just like, I can't control everything, right? And I'm a control freak. I can control myself, but I can't control someone else. And the idea of putting that much trust in someone else kind of terrified me. And I didn't have the, again, like sort of evidence at that point up until meeting him that anyone was sort of, I wouldn't even necessarily say worthy enough, but just for me, you know, it was sort of like the right fit. Does that make sense? So he was the right fit, but how did that, it kind of makes sense. But then how did that all change? All of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. No, I do want to get married. Where was that click for you? I'm curious. So this was actually an interesting conversation. So my mom had seen me in, you know, some failed relationships before I really started kind of coaching myself and going through my own program. So my mom and I had a sit down at one point, you know, just very random. It wasn't, you know, structured, let's say, of a conversation. And we were talking about him. And I'm not even sure if he was my boyfriend yet. I mean, obviously it was, you know, there was some sort of foundation there. So I'm assuming probably he was my boyfriend. And she was like, you know, what's going on with you guys? I'm like, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, I really like him. I'm just, I don't know. And it was kind of that type of conversation. And she really like (laughs) laid it down thick. And she's like, I've seen you with a lot of people and I've seen you, you know, not being treated the way that you should. And I see this guy and he's wonderful and it's consistent and you've changed. Like I see differences in you. I was also working on myself, but you know, she's like, I see that things are different. And all of my friends were sort of matching with the same experience where they're saying like, you're different when you're around him than any guy I've ever seen you with. And it was just very easy to be around him. And I was always myself. I was never kind of priming myself or feeling like, oh, you know, I have to have, you know, all my makeup done and my hair done and almost like pre-plan things out. It was just super comfortable from our first date. And even our first date was not, you know, about sort of like the, you know, interview style questions. It wasn't like, oh, let me show, you know, the best version of myself. Like it was really honest and raw and real. 
it was over three hours. Like we both opened up to each other. It's kind of what a lot of people in the dating world say not to do. You know, where we're like, we were there, you know, over a certain amount of time. We had dinner. You know, we went against a lot of what people say. And we really, again, like opened up. Like it was very real conversation. And he's a little bit older than me. He challenges me. He is just very calm. Like he just brings out the best in me. He makes up for what I lack. It's just super easy and it never stopped. And I think my concern was seeing all this good stuff and sort of feeling like maybe it could go away. And I think between my mom's sort of moment of like, you know, at this point, like it's your fault if you don't pursue this, right? You know, it's like, I see you happy. I see this great guy. He treats you really well. And, you know, unfortunately, my father had passed away and he was like my absolute favorite person. And that's probably to some degree why I didn't want to get married either because it's obviously a really painful day to not have your father. But my mom said to me, like, he's reminds me of dad. And it was like very intense. And it was, you know, it like hit me to the core. I didn't really expect her to say that. And that is like, to me, the utmost compliment that someone can give. So I think between that conversation, which was like a bit of a smack in the face, both between it being as deep as it was relating to my father, but also saying, you know, just like at this point, like you've dated so many like crappy guys. This is such a good guy. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like get your you know stuff together. And it was that moment and it was an, another moment. I'll make it sort of quicker. But I wasn't... He was always very, very nice. And I wasn't sure if it was real or if it was just sort of manufactured. And he was just trying to be, you know, nice around me to kind of, you know, quote unquote, impress me, which is something... A very bad idea. And something I teach, you know, all the men um, that I work with to not do to be like very agreeable and, you know, obviously be a nice guy, sure. But to just be like overly nice is not good. So I wasn't sure if it was kind of real or not. And at one point I was in his apartment and we were having a snowstorm and both of our cars, you know, were on sort of like outside parking, let's say. So he goes out and he was gone for a while and I couldn't call him because he didn't bring his phone because you wouldn't hear it. So he comes back and I was like, wow, you're gone a while. Is everything okay? He did my car, his car. And there was a girl who was trying to get her you know, car brushed off and wasn't doing a great job. And he helped her as well. And it was like, wow, like this, this is a really good guy. I need to just kind of like admit to myself, this is a really good guy. You know what I mean? Like it's... So, so why marriage though? Why not just keep dating or being a couple? Why marriage? Why, you know what I'm saying? Like why go through the... Like I understand now you make a very good case on this is a great guy for you. Sounds like an amazing match. You found an amazing partner. All good things. Then why the next step to marriage? I think, you know... Besides just like hanging, you know... (laughs) I say hanging out. Okay, that's a little too casual. I mean, just living together or, you know, doing all the things that two married people might do without necessarily the legal stuff and the um, and the ceremony. Sure. So I think it's a couple of different things. I think for one, it was important to my husband. You know, he really did want to get married. Um, I wasn't like dead set against it, obviously. It was just kind of one of those like, I don't know. You know, like I'm not really sure if it's for me. So I think it might have been a different conversation if I had said no, I probably would have been much more honest up front. You know what I mean? Within a few dates probably. You know, I would have said that, you know, getting married is just sort of not necessarily for me. So I don't know that I felt you know that strongly. It was more just like, nah, I'd kind of need the evidence in a sense to make me want to have that commitment. And I'm not one to get divorced. I don't think anyone goes into marriage with that, but I that's like not really an option for me. 
I, it just seems like a really big headache and, you know, not, not, not interested in that. So for me, it would be a lifelong thing. And most things that I've done in my life, I could get out of, you know, that's something you can't get out of. So I think it was sort of the permanence, but I think being with him, I just sort of had no doubt. I wanted to be with him for the rest of my life. I do want to have children and to have children again, I thought, you know, being married just kind of makes everything easier. I like the idea of sort of this safety of being in a committed relationship with him and really having to work at things. And not that we didn't beforehand, but it is different with marriage. The day after I got married, it wasn't as if like, oh my God, everything's so different. This is weird. I mean, nothing changed. We already lived together. I just had a more bling on my finger, but it was more, it, it is different. Like it does shift where it's like, wow, I like really need to work in this. And not that we really were like this, but you can't just sort of like walk out. You know what I mean? Like I felt even more sort of like a sense of responsibility to really work on myself, to be the best version of myself, to really make this work, to build a home. You know, hopefully we'll have kids, we have a dog. Like it's, I realize that it is what I want, but I don't have to necessarily do it in the traditional sense. I don't necessarily need to kind of color in the lines all the time where we get to sort of define what our dynamics look like and what our relationship looks like and kind of do things in our own time. I think everyone in general kind of rushes everyone to the point where I you know, called people when we were engaged and they're like, when are you getting married? I'm like, I got engaged five minutes ago. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, I think everyone is sort of so rushed and, you know, at our wedding, literally at our wedding, people are like, you know, when's the baby? Like, you know, are you going to try on your honeymoon? And it was like, what is wrong with people? So I think, you know, we all feel very sort of like rushed and people are just kind of like waiting for the next thing, you know, for you guys to do because they're sort of like bored of like the thing that you're currently doing and it puts a lot of pressure. So I think it's a case of, you know, it's not for everyone and I think that's okay. And I think we need to not be so sort of judgy of people's, you know, decisions to do or not do certain things. So I think for me, it just felt like the safety of it all, I think too. And I think I felt very, like I had sort of an issue with that because I don't necessarily, you know, want a man to make him feel safe. I want to make myself feel that way. But I realized that that's okay to kind of be vulnerable and allow someone else to make me feel that way as well, not for me but to also, you know, sort of have that perspective. So I think it's kind of a combination of things, you know, that he wanted to, that I felt like I don't want to be with anyone else. Um, I want to have kids. And I think it makes it less complicated in that sense. I like the safety. I like the idea of, you know, we sort of can't get out of this in a way, you know, easily, I guess you could say. And I haven't regretted it, you know, for five minutes. But again, I know that it isn't necessarily for everyone, even if you find an amazing person to end up with. You know what I mean? Like no one can tell yeah. you exactly what makes sense for you and what doesn't. But I think, you know, in the dating relationship space, one thing I find is it's much more about finding someone. It's not really about keeping them. So people don't really know how to have healthy relationships. So I think a lot of people see their parents, you know, having bad relationships and even themselves having bad relationships. And it's really tough to think of being in a relationship that's, you know, proactive and healthy and consistent and, you know, what it should be. You know, I think most people don't even know what it should be. So how do they achieve that? Right, right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And, and, and everything you're saying here is interesting too, because I do hear a lot of these similar things. The idea of, you know, you get married, so you make it a little bit more permanent. Of course, you can always get divorced, but it's a very big process to get divorced. So it it forces you to work on the thing. So that's interesting, you know, that that is, I don't think everyone looks at it that way. I think most people just do it for love. But I, I, it's interesting how you're saying that you were conscious of that fact. 
of of thinking, oh, okay, well, if I'm going to go into something like this that I know is challenging, that because it is a little bit more a permanent, so because it's more permanent, it's harder to get out of, and therefore forcing you to say, okay, I'm not going to give up so easily. Exactly. I think a lot of couples do where when something becomes difficult, and listen, we all deal with difficulties, whether it's, you know, personally on our own, you know, accord or whether it's, you know, within the relationship and you don't necessarily kind of have the ability to, or the wherewithal or the energy, let's say, to, you know, sit down, have a conversation, deal with it, however that needs to happen. And so, People are, again, I feel like have often one foot in and one foot out. And whether that's fear-based or self-sabotage or, you know, whatever that may be, you know, in this case, there is, again, again, like a sense of safety in it. And like, of course, I did it for love because I love him. And like I said, you know, every day with him is pretty easy. You know what I mean? Like we don't have fight fights. You know, we communicate really well, but obviously some of that relates to, you know, what I do for a living where I've sort of you know, implemented that into our relationship pretty much, you know, from the beginning where we're very proactive and not reactive in situations. And that's the issue when I have couples come in. It's generally to the point where they hate each other and they want me to kind of, you know, come in and kind of wave a magic wand and have, oh, you know... Oh God, they hate each other. each other. That just makes me cringe. It's just like, yeah. you, you, know, you have this wedding day and everyone's in love and it's, it's just so nice. And then it's like, I imagine going to a wedding you know, I've been to to many weddings as a guest and I sit there and I'm not trying to be negative. I just try like, it's just kind of interesting. I find in my head, I go one day, these people are either going to get divorced and it's going to be so nasty or they're going to be, you know, potentially in the couple's uh, therapy saying what you just said. I'm not saying that that is the end result for all marriages, but I was just like, sometimes I sit there and I just think like, because they're saying all this, I love you stuff. That you know, it's not gonna always necessarily be like that because relationships are tough. Um, so that's interesting to hear you say that they just come in, they're just like hating each other. And hey, I mean, a lot of marriages do end in divorce, about half, sixty percent, at least um, from what we know in uh, in America. But yeah, again, I don't think this podcast is necessarily even about pro marriage or against marriage. It's more just understanding what it's all about, what it means to the woman, you know? And so I think we got a good idea. What do you think in terms of how... Because you think very rational, you analyze things, but you may have some friends that don't think on that level. What do you think for the people who aren't, you know, relationship coaches and analyzing this stuff, why do you think they want to get married? I think it depends on whether we're talking about, you know, men or women to some degree that can shift a little bit. Women. They do. Okay, Women's so for women, sure. I think some of it is the sort of expectation to get married that, you know, if you are, you know, 35 or 40 and single, it's like, what's wrong with you? What happened? Whereas with men, it's a little less so because it could be, you know, he's trying to develop himself or, you know, he's been trying to, you know, make money and really focus on business. But, you know, with a woman, it's like, they're almost like damaged goods. And I even find some of my clients occasionally, you know, will sort of say that where it's like, you know, she's 35, like what the hell's wrong with her? And I don't know that's necessarily fair, but I think, you know, women feel that sense of urgency and they feel that if they want to have a child, which not everyone does, but a lot of women do, that they want to, you know, be in a relationship. There's a very small window 
in which, you know, we really are fertile. And even though it's, it's sort of stretched a bit, it generally is like up to about 40. So, you know, if you want to have multiple children, you start doing the math, it is difficult, you know? And unfortunately, some women, you know, will feel that pressure and end up, you know, choosing the wrong person or thinking that they're marrying one thing, but they just didn't leave enough time to sort of understand the person, let's say. And so they just kind of rush into it. But I think for a lot of women, it's wanting sort of like that perfect quote unquote situation, you know, where you have someone who loves you and you have children and you know, it still is that sort of very traditional thing for, you know, us to do. And I think, you know, we feel that pressure even more so because back in the day, it was like, that's what women did. Like they got married and had babies and that was about it. You know, now at least, you know, there's more going on with women where, you know, if we want to be in business, we are and be like real career women. But it's very difficult as women to kind of balance and have it all. But a lot of it, again, relates to, you know, that, sort of pressure and that feeling almost like the ultimate goal. You know what I mean? It's like have the man, have the babies, have the house, possibly have the career depending on who we're talking about. So it kind of feels like that. There were a lot of girls even that I grew up with in high school that were like, I want to get married, have kids. You know what I mean? Like, And I was thinking about my business and, and having a career. I wasn't sort of thinking or talking about that. I wasn't that sort of boy crazy girl. So I think everyone you know, is is a bit different and probably to some degree it relates to what they're what they grew up in, you know, in their parents' situation. For some women, I see they were like petrified of marriage because they saw their parents' marriage was not that great. You know what I'm saying? So I think it really depends on sort of the view that you have of marriage going into, you know, your 20s and 30s when most people are getting married. So I think it is kind of pressure-filled. If you're the only one of your friends that aren't married, it feels a bit strange, no? You know, like everyone's probably talking behind your back. You know that. You know, your family, you know, is is stressed out, kind of wondering what's wrong with you also. You know, my husband got married a little bit later and, you know, there were a lot of, you know, conversations that were happening where people were like, you know, like, what's wrong with this guy? And there wasn't anything wrong with him. So, I mean, that's just a perfect example, you know, and he's even a guy and people were thinking that. So I think we're a very sort of judgy, you know, type of sort of society, yet we look more so as like, you should get married as opposed to people actually having a really good marriage and being really happy. Because when you look sort of under the hood, most relationships I see, I hate to say it, but could either drastically, you know, improve or could at least somewhat improve. And people are not spending like the time, the energy and the real focus to be able to do that. They're just sort of tired at the end of the day after work and don't want to do anything after that. You know, they come home, they want to eat and watch Netflix and just kind of, veg out and turn their brain off. And while, you know, you and I, we work hard, we can understand that. That's not the way that this works. You know what I mean? A relationship that's good doesn't just sort of stay, you know, a good relationship just because you're marrying someone, you know, who's great. It needs, it, it's work. And a lot of people just can't do yeah. that. So that's, you know, one of the issues of marriage. Yeah. No, it's interesting too, just just piggybacking off what you're saying there. I heard from uh, Esther Perel, who's a very popular sociologist in terms of sex and marriage and desire and attraction and things like that. Yes. She said she said that, you know, one of the reasons why relationships or marriages tend to tend to the desire tends to drift off is because you go to work and you're your best person. You're the you're the most confident, you're the best, like you're giving it your all at your job. And you're actually most times your most attractive self when you're doing your work, because again, you're just, you're in your element. And then you come home 
And not only are you not in your element anymore, but you're drained. So you show your partner almost like the worst side of yourself because you come home and you just are tired. Your brain is dead. You just, like you said, want to make some food because you're hungry and you want to watch some TV and then go to bed. So your partner on a consistent basis is getting the worst part of you. So no wonder desire dies in a relationship. And it's interesting because a lot of people, even myself might think, wait a minute, so you got to go to work and like work really hard and then you got to go home and then you got to work on your relationship. And it's like, that's a lot. And the answer is, yeah, that is a lot. Unfortunately, hard work is what needs to be put in to have a very successful life. So if you want a successful relationship, I don't think that you every single night have to come home and be the most amazing person ever. But if you're never doing that and you're not working at all at it and you're just treating it as something that's, you know, it's going to be there, we're married and we live together and she's not leaving me or he's not leaving me, eventually it will come to the point where you're in front of a therapist in couples therapy saying, we hate each other, right? Like we were saying before. So yeah, it does take work. That's just the name of the game. Diana, this was great. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here. And you know, because you are someone who is married and not just someone who's just talking about it, I feel like it speaks more to understanding a little bit more perspective of women. But you are not just a person who's married. You're also a dating and relationship coach. And if guys want to work with you, can you tell us what do you work with guys on? Where can they find you if they do want to work with you? Sure. So I work with single men and also men in relationships. We work on confidence, approaching women, understanding women. I kind of do like a two-prong type of thing where on the first, we talk about sort of inner stuff, you know, like confidence and self-sabotage and repeated patterns, things like that. And on the other hand, we talk more practical side, which again is like approaching, where to meet high-quality women, you know, intimacy, sex, having a healthy relationship, what that looks like, things like that. And you can find more info on me and how to work with me at dianamandel.com. And that information will be in the show notes for you, the listener, to check out if you want to speak more with Diana. Diana, thank you so much. You are now third time on the podcast. And I just have a gut feeling it won't be the last. So thank you so much for being here once again. Thank you for having me. 